Hey, hey! Welcome to Bonus Barrel! I'm Rob, and with me today is my good friend and podcasting partner, Lef. That sounded kind of strange, but hello. Lef, the, he's dead. The tyrant is gone. The tyrant? The tyrant is gone. We are no longer Bonus Barrel. You can now call us RP Barrel. <laughs> Cutscene Barrel. Sagey has taken a week off. And now we are free to finally do whatever we want. So get ready for now our Final Fantasy. I think Cloud Strife is a wonderful character. <laughs> Let's talk about how the best Final Fantasy VII and uh, how great it is. No, it's okay. <laughs> Actually, we're going to talk about something interesting about Final Fantasy VI later. Are we? Well, I want to. Oh, is it about our topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, one thing off the top of the hour is if this episode comes out and it sounds really good or better, it's because of Lorne. Yes, thank Lis- you. Listener slash friend Lorne. Lorne Ravenfoot. <laughs> he sent me a, a program, or a link to a program, that mixes multiple audio sources, so we're trying that out. Hopefully it works. <laughs> if it doesn't work, then blame Lorne. Ah, Lorne. Terrible. Um, so yeah, so yeah, Seiji is out, out this week, unfortunately, so it's just me and Lef. Or, fortunately, maybe you don't like Seiji. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're sick of his shit. I'm not. I love Seiji. I wish he was here right now. Maybe you don't like his clear thoughts yeah. and his... Well mannered yeah. attitude, so maybe maybe you're up for some more boner barrel today. <laughs> it's possible this show could be worse than we've ever dreamed. We don't know. It, it's this is an because so it's way back at the fun. beginning of Bonus Barrel, pre left, I had a solo episode with Seiji and a solo episode with Marshall. So in if this is a TV show, my name would be credited in every episode. <laughs> but see, Seiji and other main characters aren't in every episode. Well, according to Seiji, this is... What, what, did he, what does he call spin-off. it? Spin-off episodes, yeah. right? So this is a spin-off episode, <laughs> according to Seiji. So. I have a lot of news, so let's get to some news. I will start... Ubisoft. You've heard of them, right? They're uh, uh, so. a, f- a gaming uh, company. French? Yeah. Montreal? Yeah. Well, not all of them. No, but I think they're... You think, you, you think, think French, you think I, Ubisoft. I do. I really yeah. do. Well, they made a game, a launch game for the Wii U called Zombie U, which I have played. I never beat it. I liked it, but I never got into it for whatever reason. I like zombies. I don't know why I didn't get into it. Anyways, Zombie U, Wii U exclusive. Not anymore. Announced for the PS4 and the X-Bone. Are you going to name it like... Just called Zombie. Okay, okay, I was going to say. Zombie with no E and no U. (laughs) This zombie. Z-O-M-B-I? Yeah. It makes you think of, like, an iPhone zombie. Yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds like, like, (laughs) cute zombie. I picture all the zombies are just wearing, like, Apple products. They have have iPods. Doing those, like, old uh, silhouettes commercial zombies. The zombie. (laughs) U2 singing in the background. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. So, anyways, that was originally a rumor, but it seems to be more or less confirmed. Uh, Will I buy it again for the PS4? (laughs) <laughs> Maybe the graphics any better? I don't know. Um, did Ubisoft go the way of EA and stop making games for Wii U eventually? Did they? Um, what are they? I don't know of any current Ubisoft Wii U. Title. The last one I can know off the top of my head was Watch Dogs, which was last oh, okay. year. Yeah, yeah, like a year ago at so, this point. They may not have officially done it, but I don't know. For all intents and purposes, they're not making Wii U games. It feels that way, but I don't know. I, I mean, we don't have the Wii U expert. No. True, true. We don't, we don't have the map. We don't have Seiji. Oh, actually, another news piece that goes right into that is there's another reason for Seiji to buy a PS4. And is it right is here? Reason? 
I'm about to tell you. I really find this is probably not going to be a good enough reason for Seiji. It's a wonderful reason, and it's a reason for me to buy one while well, I already have one. So, Journey is set to land on the PS4 on July 21st, according to Sony site. Uh, the docs for PlayStation site reveals that critically acclaimed titles should re- arrive on a PS4 in a matter of weeks, which falls in line with what we previously heard about in the mid-2015 release. And um, this is from IGN. So, Journey, I never played the first one. But it's gotten I've only heard it because you've talked about it a couple times. Rave reviews. Oh, yeah. spoke, people liken it to some sort of experience. Maybe a religious one. I don't know. I don't know. And Have you ever played a game that you would consider a religious experience? Shit, man. I don't know. Seven? <laughs> World of Warcraft. Because uh, I spent as much time playing it as people do studying religions. Right. So, we're joking aside. Those are games we, we loved and played a lot. But what about a game that's moved you? That's emotionally... You felt like this game is so different. I feel the story, perhaps, or something. I feel like part of me has changed, or I'm so invested, or or just moved. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I've had some games like that, but I can't. For, think for of me, any. it's mostly like I can never uh, game mechanic or gameplay would never do that to me. No, it has to be story. It has to be the story elements. Um, and you know, it, when I play Final Fantasy VI, uh, like, we can't mention any spoilers. I'm not. I'm not. But, but, but when I do play that game. Sometimes some of the the dialogue gets me. It kind of gets like my hair is raised because it's really really good, right? Um, this is an old game, and I don't remember the story at all. But I remember loving it. Mm. Did you ever play Advent, Advent Rising. I have not. That but game I've heard of it. Has an amazing story. Uh, it was a fun game, but the story was really really cool. Don't remember the story whatsoever, but I remember when I beat the game. I literally sat there looking at the end title credits for like five minutes just going like, whoa. So, I wish I could remember. Yeah, it's been a long time. I've had I've great experiences in games like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy games that I know I could look back fondly and I have lots of nostalgia for games. I'm trying to think of one that just like blew me away. I remember being upset at Shadows of the Colossus. Yeah, yeah. The end. Yeah, that's, that, I remember that bothering me. I'm sh- and in a pivotal scene in FF7 moved me. Yeah, yeah. When I was young, uh, you know, Pokemon getting my starter Pokemon. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Although, no, actually, there was one time in Pokemon where I got goosebumps and excitement, and that was and I've talked about this in the show once before, but that was when you beat all the eight gyms in, in Johto in the second Pokemon Gold. Yeah, and then you yeah. go across match, and it hits you with this fucking awesome music. Well, you, well, like, and not only that, then you're like, oh my god, there's still like. Oh yeah, left. I remember being. That was an amazing. I was feeling. wowed, and yeah. I felt really cool. This is something we should revisit for topics time if we actually sit down and think about it. Because I think that moments that move you in games yeah, would be a go. fun thing. We're gonna move on though. Um, I still have more news, and I'm sure you have some I to have, jump in. I have a few. Um, so I'm gonna steal this from you because I know you had it. I didn't I'm, put on my new. I'm, I'm taking good. it. So, yeah. um, uh, Behemoth Studio, a great Ow. funny gaming company. They did Castle Crashers and Alien Hominid and right. stuff like that. So they have this new game, you know, in the works called, and it's just been known as Game Four. It's like a tactic style RPG by the looks of it, yeah. and they finally have given it a name. What is that name, you ask? Uh, uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, Knee, uh, knee tunnel, <laughs> uh, finger bone. <laughs> what? Uh, bear rington straight. Okay, three strikes are out. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be known as pit people. Pit people. Yeah. So it I don't kinda, get I it. can taste it almost. Pit I don't get it. People. Like... See, because it's a giant bear that hits the world. I keep thinking of its armpit. The entire every time I hear pit people. Maybe, maybe that's kind of like. 
What's the article say? Yeah, Pit People was the name written on the original concept sketch that started it all. That's it. That's it. That's all. Pit People. Pit People. So I'm kind of excited to, to really see this game. What is it, like an X-Bone exclusive? I don't think so. Yes. Is it? Yeah, X-Bone. Oh. For console, PC as well. Okay. But, um, Ew. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely get that for PC because I love Castle Crashers. I love the crude humor in all of their games. I like Castle Crashers too. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have... A, a good my type of game, a tactics RPG. Yours, game. my game. So, do you think I'm they'll do a crossover excited. with Sega Total War, Pit War, <laughs> Pit War, Total Total People? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven will be an Ooh. offline game designed for home console, according to series creator Yuji Hori. Speaking to FF Ring via NeoGaf. Ori explained that the next entry in the series wouldn't be an MMO like Dragon Quest X and is currently in development for home console. It doesn't go into details about what platforms the game is targeting, though recent iterations in the Dragon Quest franchise have been published outside of Japan by Nintendo. Presumably, if we wanted to see Dragon Quest XI on PS4 or X-Bone, Square may have to take these duties back in-house. Though it simply could be an issue of translation. Uh, yes, that was from so, IGN. So, I never played a Dragon Quest game. Ever? No? No. no. I've always wanted to, They're but I've never, never... I know. They're RPGs, right? Yeah. So, is ten Like, is it similar to Final Fantasy? Had like, hey, let's do an MMO. Ten's like 11. Yeah. From what I understand, yeah. I have not yeah. played it. So, it never came out over here. It, the article makes it sound like people were expecting Eleven to be an MMO. That's what it makes it sound like, but I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I think Final Fantasy yeah, Eleven. You know, it's and like then, a rare one. And then they redid it with fourteen. Yeah. And then you know that's a common thing to do, and I think that's a good thing to do because it 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 takes your game and then puts it in a completely different kind of way. Yeah. So. And it's and it's still and it's Square too. It's exactly the that, that yeah, very really. example is is the same company. I have another Dragon Quest news actually. Um, Dragon Quest so I'm going to show you a screenshot and I, other people can look it up but this is from Push Square which is a Playstation website Square Enix wants into the Minecraft crowd is what they uh, call the article Ooh, take a look at the screen oh wow I pushed the button yes so last week Square Enix was te- teasing a Dragon Quest announcement in Japan Many speculate that the publisher is going to reveal the series' next main installment, while others thought it would have something to do with the franchise's well-known spin-offs. As it turned out, both guesses were wrong, as Dragon Quest Builders has announced for PlayStation 4, 3, and Vita. From what we gather, it's essentially Minecraft, but it's obviously set in Dragon Quest's charming universe. According to Gamatsu, the game labeled as a block-making role-playing game, and is coming out in the land of the, in Japan this winter. Uh, yeah. Nothing else on it? Yeah. Just uh, one screenshot that I was able to find? Yeah. Dragon the character Quest. looks like Gino from Mario. He does, Gino. yeah. You guys can look it up. Just look up uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Um, it looks like Minecraft. Man, uh, nicer Minecraft. There's so many companies making Minecraft. It's a genre rip- of its own. I don't want to say ripoff. Clones. But clones, yeah, there we go. Because um, there's like uh, there's like a Wii U one coming out and stuff like that yeah. as well. So it's just like it's it's Minecraft is insanely popular. So it's it's not it's not surprising everyone wants a piece of it. I think, but I, I think they're going to undervalue that type of game very quickly, like oversaturating it. I'm liking it to Mario Kart how it started off the kart racing genre, and there's been other kart racers over the years, and we're, it's like a genre, it's a subset of racing genre. And this is, and I think these other games will be, will take that's going to be a new genre kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, know, very well. A really. Minecraft genre, yeah. a Metroidvania, a blog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, those, those type of point. things. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's kind of a cool thing that's happening. So, yeah. Terraria is basically a 2D mm-hmm. Minecraft, and I, I liked it. Yeah. So, so, you know, there's hope that I would like Minecraft, except that I don't want to play it. So, what else you got? 
Um, I'm, I'm going to step in for Seiji and Ooh. bring in some Wii U news here. So, they Wii have... Wii U. Yeah, they have uh, released Mario Tennis for the Wii U Virtual Console. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh cool. For yeah. N64? Yeah, the N64 right. version you can get for Wii U. Um, just came out. And a cool thing about this, Mario Tennis, first appearance ever of Waluigi. <laughs> yeah. So that's when he first showed up. And there's a slew of new games, um, downloadable games only for Wii U. There's like an Asteroid game for a dollar. Uh, Dare Up Adrenaline. Don't so, Crash. Kitari, 8-Bit Music Maker. I like the sounds of that. Wait, you should make a theme song for the show. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, some Rocket Game. Santa Factory. Check it out. So there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and these are games you download? Yeah, these are oh, download only games. Pass. Yeah, no, I figured, I figured I'd uh, just kind of throw that in there for... I didn't... Um, that's, that is really cool. Especially Mario Tennis. I love Mario Tennis. Yeah, I'd like to play it on the N64. <laughs> Do you have it? I might, actually. <laughs> just to... Just in case that break from Dragon Quest news wasn't enough for people... You're like, oh, laugh. We want to hear more about Dragon Quest. I actually have a little more. <laughs> Dragon Quest Seven and Dragon Quest Eight are reported for set for a Western release, according to the series creator. Now, these are the remakes. Okay. Uh, speaking at the Japan Expo 2015, which took place in Paris the past weekend. Japan Expo yeah, in Paris? Okay. All right. Numerous Paris, sources, Japan? <laughs> I get Paris, Japan. <laughs> Paris, Nihon. Uh, Paris, Paris, this little past weekend, numerous sources report... Hori uh, saying both games will be released in French. Uh, if I this is the case, it. an English version will be coming too. I hope it doesn't, so only I can play <laughs> Dragon Quest Seven, originally released for the PlayStation 2001. The only Dragon Quest game I don't actually own, aside from Ken, uh, which IGN, this is the article, is from praising the game for deep gameplay, a massive quest, and sheer variety. This former localization RPG may make it seem like it's easier for Square to bring the game over, but Dragon Quest mobile producer... Uh, Noriyoshi Fujimoto explained that the company revamped the translation for the franchise since Dragon Quest VIII and onward, so there would still be many changes to be made to the script. So, I think 3DS is what there is. Well, Dragon Quest VII came out in Japan for the 3DS, and I know VIII came out in mobile, so I think they're thinking they're going to bring it back over on, on the 3DS again. That's cool. More 3DS games. I want, yeah, I like, I, I, I will definitely pick that. Or Vita? Well, I mean, it doesn't help you, but I mean, Vita would be cool. <laughs> uh, everybody should get a Vita. Well, I can't say that with seriousness. <laughs> Play some sweet panty games. <laughs> okay, well, real quick. Have you? Se- All right, I I have a Vita, and it's really difficult to find games that don't make you feel like a creeper on that platform. Perv games. If you go, <laughs> if you go to, if you go to. Uh, the game section, the PS Vita section at, Elect- at EB, which is we have that here. It's Canadian GameStop, whatever. Anyways, if you go there, if you go to the Vita section and just look at the wall, it's like all, it's almost all just weird-looking, potentially inappropriate Japanese <laughs> characters and, and games, and and it's like it's become this like <laughs> pervert platform or something. There's some great games, and I'm sure some of those pervert games are probably good too. Uh, not necessarily something I'm, I'm going to want to play, but they're, they exist, and it seems like there's one little niche market of just pervert games. And I know that there's a lot of pervert games <laughs> on PC, which is where... Oh, wait, you, PC's you, worse, Yeah, I'm you sure. know, no, PC, I'm sure, is a thousand times worse. Yeah. But it's not a surprise because it's on PC, and it just... Everything's so, on it, PC. Exactly, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised to see it on a gaming console of, of any type, because you really wouldn't think... Because 
a lot. Well, it's of been games, around forever. It, it has been around forever, but I, I and I'm an adult who plays video games, and I know every adult friend of mine plays video games. But I, you still know that there's parents out there buying consoles for kids, right? Yeah, and who are uneducated on what they're buying. I them. think they're safe though. The Vita's not getting sold to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're okay. So no, I just I just kind of find it funny how you could be in that position as a parent. Can you imagine bringing like criminal girls back to your? I don't. I have a friend who's playing it, and he told me it was like what's it called? Criminal Girls. And I think it's like a tactical uh, dungeon crawler game or something, and where you punish oh the inmates, god. and they're all girls oh or women. My, I hope. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> I, I, did you say you hope? I hope they're women and not like kids or something. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Because it's like, like better punish women than men. Maybe no, god, it. no, gross. <laughs> uh, just I'm just saying the whole this uh, Criminal Girls. It just sounds. Sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Young delinquents. No, well, I know the person I'm talking about doesn't listen, so I'm not too concerned about them hearing me talk about the the game. So, hey, but if if Lauren is is playing Criminal Girls, I think you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone other than that one particular yeah, person is yeah. playing, it, look, right? I haven't played it. I don't know if it's as bad as it sounds. It just sounded pretty bad. Have you but, ever played any any smart games? Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Maybe. I can't think of any, though. Like, I've played PlayStation RPGs that had, like, dating sim elements, like Thousand Arms, where you had, like, woo girls to get power-ups and shit. This was, like, I got this in high school. It was a pretty good game, actually. It was really funny. But it wasn't really a smut... It wasn't about being a smut. Like, a, a pure smut game, I don't think I've ever... I don't, I don't think I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have. Have oh, you? Yeah, yeah. Are you comfortable telling us what it is? Well, I, I really don't care. I don't remember the name of it. Okay. But, like... It was uh, way back when I was I was young, yeah. and I used to play games on Newgrounds all the time. Oh, right. Exactly. And I just say that, and I'm sure your mind can connect <laughs> with what was on Newgrounds. And they had a ton of smut games. Okay. Um, so I have tried them. Oh, that's, I don't, you said it was like a, lo- like a joke, like a laugh. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't just like, yeah, Were you playing great. with both hands? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I choose not to comment on that. <laughs> no official stance. Let's, get, let's clean the show up. New Rayman announced, but probably not what you're hoping for. That's what the article from it, GameSpot ta- said. RPG? That'd be cool. That would be Rayman, cool. Rayman and Tactics. <laughs> Ubisoft has announced Rayman Adventures, an all-new platformer coming soon to smartphones and tablets, but not consoles. That's not a surprise. I'm not, I'm not surprised to hear that. Adventures sees players venturing into an enchanted forest to reclaim ancient eggs that sustain the life of a sacred tree. The eggs were stolen. By some joke, and uh, it doesn't look like the Infinite Runner that they had. I watched the trailer; it looked like, like maybe a real platformer, but I can't see how that would be good on, on mobile. mobile but uh, the Infinite Runner, though, I think it was Jungle Run or something. Yeah, I, I it's played, good. Yeah, I played that. They use our, our assets from Origins. Yeah, and it looks fucking great. Yeah, because Origins looks amazing. It really does. Rare games are fun. Um, yeah, I like them. And they, I'm assuming they would have a pretty high production, and they would Ubisoft would place a lot of value on a Rayman game. So I, I'm assuming it's going to be, you know, mo- mobile. We talk about negatively, typically, well, typically in the now, areas where it shines. Yeah, and and there there are games that are really really fun for mobile, and I kind of expect that to be a really good mobile. game. It probably would be. Yeah, I generally like Ubisoft games, so you it's, know, like those those games are fun, but it's those crappy games that are like spin-offs of other games that they have. Like, I downloaded, like, this Assassin's Creed card game okay. for mobile, and it was shit. Assassin's Stone? <laughs> and it was so bad. Um, time locks everywhere. It's like, I just hated it. Yeah. Um, so, but, like, that kind of game are... 
it's inherently bad in my opinion because it's just it's kind of a obvious cash grab as opposed to we're trying to make a quality Rayman game for mobile. You know what I mean? Right. Hmm. Well, talk about mobile. Um, you got more news? I got, well, I'm going to fill uh, another gap. Seiji likes mobile games. Does he? He does. Who's Seiji? He, who's Seiji? Yeah, some other guy. Let's um, talk about role-playing games. <laughs> <laughs> um, cutscenes. So, some of the, the biggest um, type of mobile games are town builders, right? Yes, so, and that's a good genre for, or a good platform for them. For mobile, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So there's there's huge ones, and I think like Simpsons tapped out, and uh, the Family Guy Quest for Quest stuff for stuff are are huge tar topping games. Yeah, and it looks like Futurama is going to be also introduced to the mobile market. They need to combine them all and make a super game. That would be amazing. Like just some sort of like awesome cartoon, <laughs> and you have all the different towns. You have you the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And there you go. There just you keep go. adding. Even like random like biker mice from Mars. What um, no one remembers. Self, I remember. Yeah, I don't know you would do. South Park did an episode. Didn't they like bash ban those bash those types of games? I won't say. Probably. Uh, they bash everything, so I would, it stands the reason. Uh, but South Park did an episode called Imagine, like a few episodes based in a place called Imaginary Land or Imagination Land or whatever. And it was all these crossovers of all these cartoon characters. We just need to have that as a builder. That's a great episode. That is a good episode. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, whatever. I don't play those types of games, but people like them. And Futurama is a pretty, it's a cult favorite. Well, out of out of those like three, like Simpsons, Family Guy, Futurama. Out of those three, like, TV shows, Futurama was my favorite. For me, Simpsons. Oh, really? I don't like any of them that much. Well, uh, I, no, I love them, but don't anymore. Futurama is one of the ones that I'll actually watch. Yeah, I ones. never watched Futurama. So oh, I don't, really? I've seen a few. Yeah, it's and it's funny, but yeah. I like for Simpsons. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's cool. Um, I'm sure I'll check it out, whether I'll play it to its full extent is to be determined. What, what do you <laughs> think their currency will be? Ooh... What is, what's the future money in, in uh, future? Money. Oh, it's boring. Zap Brannigan bucks? I don't know. Zap, zap bucks. <laughs> There's a new 1080, 60 frames per second, PS4 racer. Uh, for game, This is from GameSpot. And so their title was what I just said. Uh, what? <laughs> that's their title? <laughs> no. I'll read that again. The title of the article is New 1080p 60 frames second PS4 Racer encourages you. I thought you meant that was the t- title of the game. I'm like, who, who, who is that as game title? Pit people. Yeah. They encur- so it, the game encourages you to cheat, offers no rubber banding. Uh, so it's. Uh, you're a ball. Okay. And you're racing into the balls on this. Bit line basically, and it wraps around. Uh, you ever play Audio Surf? It's kind of like uh, the, it, look, it looks similar to I, that. I, I know it, but I don't know if I've played it. Well, I'm not gonna play the video, but yeah. it's this little so you go down this, this massive road. I guess it's like Rainbow Road. Okay, so imagine like, Rainbow Road. That's perfect with Super Monkey Ball. Kind well, not quite. So it's Rainbow. Think of Rainbow Road from Mario Kart. And you're but in a white void, um, <laughs> and you're on this massive road. And the whole point of it is to find shortcuts by jumping off, or or riding or driving off of it. And oh, okay. um, so you have to find these shortcuts, and there's nothing that will stop you from falling off. And so you're encouraged to to drive off and land. And you have like you can kind of control yourself a little bit in the air, but you have like five seconds before if you don't touch the ground, you kind of die. And I watched the trailer for it, and it looked cool, and it looked like the most stressful thing <laughs> I have ever I've ever seen. It looked. I recommend people check it out. It's it's uh, what's the name for this thing? Super Impossible Road. 
<laughs> Which I think I actually like the name. Aptly named title, I'm sure. It's coming to the PS4, developer by Wonderful Lasers. And uh, I guess they had a mobile predecessor, the Notoriously Difficult Impossible Road. Well, like, that sounds like a mobile game to me. I can't imagine playing that on but mobile. Like, you with, need precision. With, with accelerometers oh, and gross. moving your device, though, that that sounds like a perfect fit for it that. It looks... They never work why, out like, well. that's why Super Monkey Ball for d- mobile devices is great. Super Monkey Ball, maybe, but you take your time and stuff in this. This is a racer. You're, you don't take your time in a racing game. You Who? don't take your time in a racing that's, game. Yeah, well, I thought you said you uh, in game. Monkey Ball, you can take yeah, your time. Yeah, you, you do. Anyways, it looked cool. Um, 3 to 10. <laughs> have, have, have not played. Yeah. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I, ten after reading this article. I have one more article left. Nintendo's PlayStation uh, has been found. Yes. Yeah, have I you seen that? that? Yeah. I'm going to read this little excerpt from Gamespot. An extraordinarily rare prototype of the Nintendo PlayStation console, which was created as part of the failed partnership between Sony and Nintendo some 25 years ago, has been discovered. Never before seen images of uh, offer the first ever close-ups of the machine, now yellowed with age which combines the form factor of the SNES along with the branding of PlayStation. When it was first revealed in 1991, the system was referred to as the Nintendo PlayStation, and Sony was thought to have created some 200 prototypes. The pitch from the electronics giant was that the console would not only play Nintendo game cartridges, but also on compact discs. However, due to the public fallout between both companies, the prototypes were destroyed. However, one unit appears to have survived. This unit is so rare that its specific design features such as horizontal volume slider in the front and a certain of outputs in the back were not public knowledge. The console is historically significant because it represents the brief partnership between Nintendo and Sony prior to its intense rivalry that still exists today. And uh, there's more. Someone, someone has it. What a world we would live in if right? that saw the light of What's day. What's the hypothetical? Yeah. What what is what is that? Nintendo slash Sony versus Microsoft. So we'd have that would be today. Yeah, assuming they they stuck together, it became amazing. You'd have um, GameCube Station Two. <laughs> Or let's go with Cube Station Two, the Wii Station Three, and the Wii Station U Four. There you go. There you go. And those are all the the consoles that would <laughs> would come up. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool. I want. I don't know. Like who knows? That, that would just one of those would change gaming forever kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. Like that's one of those what if situations where it could have gone like shit. It could have. It could have destroyed both of them. Y'all. Yeah. Have his exponent. Yeah, well, Sega might have still survived. Yeah, maybe. We'd have your, maybe. your like, Sega Nomad 64. <laughs> I don't know. Sega Station 64. Sega, well, there's no, there wouldn't be, well, maybe, okay, no. Here's what happens. All right, so Nintendo, the uh, Cube Station 2 is whooping uh, Sega. Dreamcast is, is still there. Microsoft comes in, creates the uh, X-Cast... 360, and then you have Sega and Microsoft fighting against Nintendo and Sony. Yeah, 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 yeah. there we go. That's that's the that that is the only way to get Seiji to play to buy Sony. (laughs) (laughs) Is to get him. Is if we lived in an alternate universe. That way, Nintendo and Sony teamed up. Because Seiji would come in like, "Hey guys, just playing Final Fantasy (laughs) 7 on my Nintendo." Yeah, uh, yeah. and teamed up with uh, with with Mario. Mario appearances. Mario and, and uh, Cloud are good friends. In Man, lore. the Smash Bros. possibilities Ooh. would be endless. You could have Drake uh, shooting uh, Mario in the face. There you go. Lara Croft would be there. Well, she's not a Sony-specific thing. No, but she would be. 
Because you'd have got you'd have Kratos <laughs> fighting Bowser. I'd love to see that. He would just rip him apart. That'd be badass. <laughs> you got any more news? Nope. All right. Our topic for today, in honor of Dragon Ball, oh, we didn't even mention Dragon Ball. We month. didn't. But yeah. Up next, Dragon Ball Month and Akira Toriyama. All right, we back. Uh, Dragon Ball Month is a thing that we've officially started on our YouTube channel. We did a bottom-of-the-barrel version of Dragon Ball Sagas. And it, it, very bad game. Great game. I you like loved I like, it as a I like, kid. I still, I still, on the record of that game, is like 5 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, here at BBHQ, it's Dragon Ball Month. Dragon Ball Super premieres. Already premiered, actually. Yeah, yeah. You watch it? I haven't. What is wrong with is you? It, like, is, it's is, good. Is it... In, it's, su- it's subbed. It's subbed? Yeah. But it's not dubbed. No. See, I don't know... I'm, it's great. Don't get me wrong, like, I've watched enough anime that just has subtitles and I'm fine with it, but I've watched so much Dragon Ball, and I know the Goku's voice... You're the biggest nerd I've met. You can read. Oh, I, I know I can. <laughs> I know I can. Like I said, I've watched enough. Yeah, look, I'm with but you there. It, it's the voice that would just throw me off, and it's just for Dragon Ball, because I'm so familiar with it already. Uh, I am in the exact same boat, but... I was able to get past any of that and watch it because it was great seeing the characters. Yeah, I'm sure it's really It's actually, good. Uh, here's some slight spoilers. I won't give away anything. This first episode, at least, is a um, prelude to Battle of Gods. Oh, so then, so then they had like a few episodes. Prelude. I have no idea how they're going to do it. <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to go before they meet, before the eventual, because, you know, Beerus is in it. He's in yeah, he Dragon Ball it. Super or whatever it is. Yeah, first episode. That's crazy. It is crazy. But we're not here to talk about Dragon Ball Super. We're here to talk about Akira Toriyama, creator of Dragon Ball. And not just about Dragon Ball. We're, we're going to talk about his contribution to the games industry. Exactly, because we're, we're a video game podcast. Exactly. And so I have some information on the man himself. Born April 5th, 1955. He's best known as a Japanese manga and game artist. His first big thing was the manga Dr. Slump, yes. and then moving on to Dragon Ball, which most people have heard of. His work is highly celebrated, influential, and extremely distinct. More accolades. In 1981, he earned the Shogakuken Manga Award for the best shonen or shoujo manga of Dr. Slump. His second, which was Dragon Ball, which most realized went on to become one of the most popular and successful manga in the world. It's the second best-selling manga of all time, and is considered one of the main reasons for the golden age of Jump. Now, for his game work. I broke all this stuff down, and um, we can talk about each series that I, that I have here. So, obviously, we can also... All the Dragon Ball games are adapted from his his work, so yeah, we can save those for different episodes. Yeah, and, and it's, it's safe to say any Dragon Ball game... Is based strongly. <laughs> and we're going to talk about... I mean, since some previous for this month, we have uh, game two game top episodes coming out about some Dragon Ball games on YouTube. We're going to... I think for topics, we're going to cover manga games... For one week, and we're gonna do I think um, Amano for one, and then lastly we're gonna talk about just a bunch of different Dragon Ball games that we can't cover. And at the end of the month, Rob is gonna go Super Saiyan. I will go Super Saiyan. Uh, so first up, Dragon Quest. A little blurb about Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Quest, which it's occasionally known as Dragon Warrior in North America, is a series of RPG titles created by Yuji Hori and the studio Armor Project. Have you, we, well, I was going to ask if you played any, but we I, already I know you didn't. But um, like I said, I'm, I'm extremely familiar with them, but I've never played them. My second question for you was, what's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with one! I have actually played a few, but not... I've beaten one. I beat one. Okay. I went out and got the Game Boy 
color version, Dragon Ball 1 and 2, which is an awesome compilation. I said <laughs> Dragon Quest 1 and 2. Whoops! What was it originally coming out for? NES? NES. Yeah, Fabicom. Yes. At any rate, I got it and I beat one. It was fun. It's like a 12-hour game. I recommend playing it, but play that version. Yeah, uh, definitely. I've played a bit of 4. I played 8 quite a bit. And so, uh, they're good games. Same, and nine. Same characters. No. Nope. Just different characters. Different ga- it's like Final, completely, it's yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy, I'm but cool. different. I'm pro. I like that. I like that. A lot. little more uh, traditional than Final Fantasy games. It's it's formula, although things differ between each games. Like FF is a little more. Final Fantasy seeks to change up everything each game. Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest kind of builds on so the much. foundation of, yeah. e- of each one. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's good. So. Well, look at Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got so, a quote. From a lot of things I got from Wikipedia, the, the most reliable source ever. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, regarding Dragon Quest, Toriyama was commissioned uh, to illustrate the characters of Monty for the first Dragon Quest video game in 1986, in order to separate it from the role-playing games of the time. He has since worked on every title in the series. For each game, Yuji Horii first sends rough sketches of the characters with their backgrounds and information to Toriyama, who then redraws them. Lastly, Horii approves his finished work. Toriyama explained that for video games, because the sprites were, are so small back then, as long as they have a distinguishing feature so people could tell which character it is, he can make complex designs without concerns of having to reproduce it like he usually would in manga. Besides the character and monster designs, Toriyama also does the game's packaging, art, and for the Dragon Quest VIII, the boats and ships. The series' slime character, which has become sort of a mascot for the franchise, is considered to be one of the most recognizable figures in gaming. Yeah, I know Which who it is. is. Yeah, I know who it is, and I've never played it. Like, even so. before I, I, I played a Dragon Quest game, I knew the slime was. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's pretty cute. Yeah. I love his art. I mean, I love his art style. I was going to ask, I should have asked this before, I was going to ask what you thought of his work. What do you What do you think of his work? It's it's very distinct. It's, it's what I would say. It's so distinct that when you see it, you know it right away. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah. Lots of manga artists kind of blend together, or there's some stand out for sure, but... But a lot of them have that typical anime manga style. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Dragon Ball has a Dragon Ball style. Oh, and the Kiri Toriyama style. It's his own thing. Absolutely. And not many people have replicated it. Like some spawn, some anime and manga kind of, uh, manga artists, you can clearly tell they're in, heavily in, in, uh, influenced, or there's this popular style, and they all kind of are doing it. But not many people have tried to ape his style. And probably couldn't get away with it because it's so distinct. That's the thing, yeah. It's it's so distinct, and if anyone did try to do it, it would be like people would be like, "You're just copying, yeah, exactly. You're, up. you're just like, come on, just do something yourself. We know what you're doing here." So. I respect that. Yeah, well, like, and that's and that's kind of the power of his particular art style. Yeah, so. it, and you know, it's 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 pretty amazing. It really is, I guess, kind of special. Like, I can't really. You can't compare it to much else. You really can't. And in a kind of a funny story, when it comes to that. Um, Another game that he was heavily involved in, and we'll talk about it more later, is, is Chrono Trigger. That's the next on my list. Yeah, so... Want to jump over to that? Yeah, so we'll talk about that, but just yeah. in, yeah, in, yeah, regards, in gar- regards to the, his distinct art style, I have a friend of mine who actually has the same name as a female Chrono? character in Chrono Trigger, Merle. Oh, really? Yep. And I was playing it, and then I was like, hey... I have this character yeah. in this game who got the same name as you, and she she loves anime. And then she's like, "Oh, really?" And so I showed her a picture, and I just like basically did a Google image search for Chrono Trigger, and she saw a picture of Chrono, and she's like, "That's Akira Toriyama." And and she she <laughs> never played Chrono Trigger before, but she knew immediately that yeah. that was his art style. I mean, so that that's how distinctive it is. There's a few characteristics of his work: the eyes or the face, really. They have like like you look at it like, oh, right. 
that's a giveaway. And I, I tend to see the hair, the eyes, and the uh, body structures tend the to have... The hair is the biggest thing. I think the hair is the biggest giveaway. <laughs> like, I love Chrono's hair. He looks badass. Yeah, he really does. He, really he has a... Uh, I remember playing Dragon Quest Eight, and there's one character in it that looks so much like Trunks. I was wondering oh, if they yeah? even tried to... <laughs> <laughs> well, so... Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think I know kind of what you're talking about, because I'm pretty sure I've seen that. And it's like, He's hey, like white hair. Yeah, it's like... That's he looks him. so much like Trunks. Uh, but but in general, like I love I love the art style, and I just it just feels accessible and, and universal, and and it doesn't really I don't find it that alienating. But I like the style, so I mean, other people, not everybody does. Like a uh, frequent, infrequent guest, one time co host Marshall doesn't particularly love the Dragon Ball style. He doesn't. No, so I'm glad he's off the show. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Chrono Trigger. Uh, well, Arp, love you it. love it. I love it. We'll talk about it. So it's an RPG developed and published by Square for the SNES back in 1995. At the time, Square had, de- uh, had a development team known as the Dream Team, which included Hironobu Sakaguchi, Yuji Ori, and Akira Toriyama. So they had this like little like team they had just for, just for this thing. Super known good. as the Dream Team. How yeah. cool is that? Um, game. The game follows the hero Chrono through a time-traveling quest to save you know things. Uh, it's a great game. I mean, and who doesn't love the design of Chrono? It's super iconic. And Frog. There's, there's nothing wrong with Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is like a 10 out of 10 game. Yeah, I'd say. And one thing that I I, I kind of came to a realization as I was on my way here, you know, in my opinion, the two greatest games for the Super Nintendo is pretty much Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. They're, they're very similar. Some. Don't get me wrong, like, like RPG-type games. Okay, if you're going to just RPGs, we've got Mario RPGs. World. Yeah, well, he deserves to be up there. No, 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 no. There's a lot that deserves yeah. there. But I'm just saying, like, RPG-wise, yeah, yeah, I agree. those are definitely the top two. Absolutely. Now, and I was just... And I was kind of thinking, the... The, the art design in Chrono Trigger looks so much better than Final Fantasy VI. Uh, it looks better. It's, it's better. I would pick Chrono Trigger over six For art, any day of the I week. I mean, I'd pick it in general over six. I, I don't think I would over six, but I think I think Chrono Trigger is an easier game to get into than six. Um, yeah. And, and six, six, don't get me wrong, Chrono Trigger is a phenomenal game <laughs> all across For the board. <laughs> 10 out of 10, but just the way that game looks versus how 6 looks with all like, you know, the sprites and stuff yeah. like that versus the fully looking characters that Chrono Trigger has. It's we got to stick to the art stuff, but Chrono Trigger also didn't have random battles. You engaged your yeah, enemies. Yeah. Already beats it. Beats yeah, yeah, you hate random battles. So. so I got this from the wiki, and I really wanted to read this. It's about Chrono Trigger and, and Kira Toriyama and stuff, so... Chrono Trigger was conceived in 1992 by Hironobu Sakaguchi, producer and creator of the Final Fantasy series, Yuji Hori, director and creator of the Dragon Quest series, and Akira Toriyama, famous manga artist and creator of Dragon Ball, obviously. Um, so here's some quotes from this. Traveling to America to research computer graphics, the three decided to create something that no one had done before. After spending over a year considering the difficulties of developing a new game, they received a call from uh, Kazuhiko Aoki, who offered to produce, uh, offered to produce the game. The four met and spent four days brainstorming ideas for the game. Square convened 50 to 60 developers, including scenario writer Masato Kato, uh, Kato whom Square designed, uh, designated story planner. Sorry, yes, whom Square designated as a story planner. Uh, development started in early 1993. An unaccredited Square employee suggested the game develop the time travel theme game, uh, which uh, Kato initially opposed, uh, fearing repetitive dull gameplay. Uh, Kato and Hori then met several hours per day during the first year of development to write the game's plot. Square intended to license the work under the under the Saiken Denetsu franchise and gave it the working title of Maru Island, 
uh, Hiro, Hiromichi Tanaka, the future director of Chrono Cross, monitored Toriyama's early designs. The team hoped to release it on Nintendo's planned Super Famicom disk drive, which Nintendo canceled the project. Square reoriented the game for release on Super Famicom cartridge and rebranded as Chrono Trigger. Uh, Tanaka credited the ROM cartridge platform for enabling seamless transition to battlefields in the map. Aoki ultimately produced uh, Chrono Trigger, while director credits were attributed to Akihiko Matsui, uh, Yoshinori Kitase, and uh, Takahishi Tokita. I'm probably butchering these. Uh, Toriyama... <laughs> I'm trying. Toriyama, I'm trying to give them the names proper pronunciation. Uh, Toriyama designed the game's aesthetic, including characters, monsters, vehicles, and the look of each era. Masato Kato also contributed character ideas and designs, and Kato planned to feature... Gaspar as a playable character, and Toriyama sketched him, but he's cut early development. The development staff studied the drawings of Toriyama to approximate his style. Sakaguchi and Hori supervised. Uh, Sakaguchi responsible for the game's overall system and contributed several monster ideas. Other notable designers include uh, Tetsuo Takahishi, the graphic director, and Yasuyuki uh, Hon uh, Tetsuma Nomura and Yosuke uh, Nara, I don't know, who worked as field graphic artists. And... I think there's one more thing about Akira here. Uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi holding a microphone seated on a black leather chair with black jeans, a black shirt, and black leather vest. Hironobu Sakaguchi, part of the cool Dream shit. Team. He sounds cool. <laughs> Yuji Hori, a fan of time-traveling fiction, such as a TV series, A Time Tunnel, fostered a theme of time travel in the general story outline of Chrono Trigger with input from Akira Toriyama. Ori liked the scenario of Grandfather Paradox surrounding Marl. Uh, concerning story planning, Hori commented, If there's a fairground, I just write, there's a fairground. I don't write down any of the details. Then the staff brainstorm come up with a variety of attractions to put in. Um, there's more to say. I'm not going to read all of it. It's actually really long. But I was just found interesting this whole concept of the Dream Team, including Akira into that. And he, he had, yeah, we, which we, and we we've talked about him. He had his own topic episode yeah, too. Yeah. And just the idea of them all like, like it seems like Akira Toriyama played a massive role. The, oh, most, not just like drawing the character yeah, stuff. Like he was that, really involved. That's the thing. He, he wasn't just someone who was just like draw some characters. We're going to use them in this yeah. game. It was like we want you involved. Like where he's in, like on trips with them and stuff, and he like really had a big say in it. For what he, he from was, what a, I gather. he was a dev. For this he game. was yeah. Well, exactly. He was. He I mean, they're all devs. If you work on a game, you're no, dead, no. But, but he just wasn't like. Yeah, he wasn't just like, hey, yeah. you're a manga artist. We need you yeah, exactly. He was brought in made core part of the team to help develop yeah. what became one of the best games ever. Yep, definitely. Which I think is really cool! Yeah. We all that thing of Kira Toriyama! It's crazy! Thanks, man! Now, here's one thing that... I don't remember this, um, but apparently Toriyama also appears in an alternate ending to the game. Really? Along with other developers. I did not see that. Which I'm assuming is the Dream Team that appears. Now, I've beaten this game, and I think I got all three, four endings, you know, 15 years ago. So yeah. I don't remember this. Um, but apparently, there's a little, like, nod to him being in it at the... Does he go Super Saiyan? <laughs> has he ever drawn himself Super Saiyan? I don't know. Has he ever drawn himself? Yes. No, has he? <laughs> he also drew a Yuma Hamasaki. Uh, she's a, Jap- a J-pop star from, like, the oh, okay, 90s. Okay. He did a, or there was a request from her, or from someone, for him to do a version of her, and, and he did. That's pretty cool. For one of her CDs. I found that yesterday when, when researching it. So, I, you know, those are his, his bigger games. I have some other ones, though. Chrono Trigger, right. So that's kind of what I want to get to. Is like, what, like, those are his, you know, magnum opus video games. Yes. That's what everyone knows him as. Right. But what else has he done? Tobol, number one, and Tobol, number two. Or Tobol? 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 I have not heard of this series at all. But what is it, you might be asking? Are you asking? 
Uh, I'm, I'm asking. Cool. Uh, it's a fighting game for the PS1, developed by Dream Factory and published by Squeen or just Square in 1996. This is the first release, as well as Square's first release on the console. So that's pretty cool. All the characters are designed by Akira Toriyama. The sequel was never released in North America and Europe. Uh, apparently, it gets better. Packaged with both versions of the game with a sampler disc featuring a pre-release of Final Fantasy VII and video previews of Final Fantasy Tactics, Bushido Blade, and Saga Frontier. And here's a blurb from Wiki. Uh, Tobol number one has various gameplay modes, including a tournament mode, two-player versus mode, practice mode, and unique quest mode, all of which utilize the game's fighting system. The game itself runs at a smooth 60 frames per second due to its lack of textured polygons and, and uh, reduced details which gave the game a distinctive look in comparison to other fighting games at times such as Tekken. The game's controls are unique in that they allow full freedom of movement in the ring as long as the player faces the opponent. Sounds a little bit like Air Gaze. Um, perhaps the most distinctive feature of Tobal Number 1 is the quest mode which combines the game's fighting controls with three-dimensional dungeon exploration. And yeah, I was, I was thinking Air Gaze when I did Talking about God bless the ring. <laughs> yeah, so he did uh, the characters for that, so that's pretty cool. That they look, they look cool. like his characters. Yeah, I was, I've, I've, I've heard of this game, but never played it. I'm just looking it up right now. I might order it oh, just, yeah. just yeah, for you, well, you know, yeah. like collecting if games. If you're getting all the Dragon Ball games, why not get all the Akira Toriyama games? That, that's I need a be. copy of Chrono Trigger. You do you have, have Chrono Trigger? Yeah, I do. I don't have it for the SNES. Uh, yeah, for for DS, for what, PlayStation for One. Oh, I do have the Super yeah, Famicom yeah, version, yeah. too, actually. But yeah, no, I have it. In box? No. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, yeah it would be pretty nice. Pretty cool. Blue Dragon. Yeah. Character designer. This uh, also included some work on the Blue Dragon anime as well. This is an RPG developed by Mistwalker, an r published by Microsoft Game Studios exclusive to the 360 sequel, or a sequels on the DS, though. Blue Dragon is based on a design by Hironobu Sakaguchi. He always comes back up. Uh, I have played that game. This is pretty, it's alright. And right here, Toriyama also voices the character of Toriko. That's right. Yeah. Pretty cool yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, again, a game that looks, like you recognize the style right away, but uh, the characters look a little different than his usual stuff, yeah, I find. they definitely do. Though, that's not one that jumps out at you, where it's just like, oh, that's, that's Toriko. The hair gives it away. The hair does, the hair does, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, right. Have you played it? No. no I'm no, surprised. Sorry. You had a 360. Yeah. You were an expert at one point, and you didn't ever... Oh, an expert wouldn't play that yeah, game. exactly. Right, right. So. You're too busy chugging beers and, and playing snorting Halo. and whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, Disclaimer, he did not snort anything. <laughs> Exponers are also drug addicts. <laughs> Blue Dragon was cool, though. I, yeah. liked, I liked it. I thought it was neat. I was really excited for it at time because, you know, that was when a lot of the big guys from... Who made my beloved Final Fantasies split off, so... Well, like, it's... I never... Realize the connection between Sakaguchi and Toriyama. I didn't know. Either. I didn't know. Where until really, they, they, they like, work out. They just like to hang out. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just like those two guys. They're amazing. They do amazing. Man, things. they do. I love. And they should collaborate more often. They should. They really should. I got two more uh, games that I've never heard of. I don't think they're released over here. One's called Diced Crusher. Yes, you know. I wrote question, 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 question a bunch of times. I don't know what this is. It's, it just says he designed Victory V Dragon character. Well, this this is an action game developed by Treasure, which is a good company, published by Capcom. It was released uh, for the Nintendo 3DS on December 5th, 2013 in Japan. Uh, there's currently no information on international release. A manga adaptation by uh, Yasuki Tanaka is serialized in two different... Shueisha magazines from 2013, V Jump and and Psych and uh, Psycho Jump. 
television anime adaptation by Pirot aired in October. Well-known manga artist uh, Kira Toriyama and Eiichiro Oda. I think he's One Piece? I think he's oh, One really? Piece. I think oh. so. Each designed a Geist character for the game. A sequel entitled Geist Crutcher God was released in Japan. And there's another game called Cho Soku Henke Gyorozetter. <laughs> I can't say this at all. Designed the B-Man character. Cho Soku Henke Gyro oh wait, there's a Zetter. yeah, Gyro Zetter. Zetter Transfer. Right? Uh, I guess it stands for Trans Super High Speed Transforming Gyro Zetter. <laughs> <laughs> it was a video game by Square Enix in an anime television series, uh, and I, it didn't come over here, obviously. And he did, he did something for that. Like he designed B Man character. Meets Yu-Gi-Oh! I like Yu-Gi-Oh! Wing, like. So those are. Uh, games he's worked on. There might have been a couple here and there that maybe he's contributed to that there was no information well, on. Like, and, and who knows how many games he worked on, but never saw the light of day. But we never mentioned Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> there is like, well, I, I know think 60 or 70 Dragon Ball Z there's games. There's a ton of them. I have half but of them. I know you're playing a game that's not Toriyama, but it's Shonen Jump, right? Oh, uh, Jump, or uh, Chase Star's Victory. Yeah. And- so, versus plus. You know, it's not like he worked on it or anything like that, but, but he has, a he has uh, it, so. Goku, uh, Vegeta, Frieza, and Arale from Dr. Slump. Oh, there we go. And a few other minor characters make appearances. So, yeah. 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 There's a few other, did you know there's a few other jump brawlers like that for the DS? Really? Yeah, well, I kind of want to import one. I might uh, just, that. For just to play jab, jab, but like Just Japanese, Japanese yeah. yeah. I'm amazed that jump or J-Star's Victory came over here to be honest. That doesn't seem all the, like a like, game that would come All the various so. licenses that yeah. I think I think that would be why the game and I don't mind this but that's why the game isn't dubbed. It's all subbed and uh, okay. probably because it's, it would be a nightmare to get all the right voice actors and yeah. stuff from all the different companies. Yeah. 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 But Akira Toriyama, man. What a, a legend in our a own legend. time. Yeah. Man, he, he's old too. Born yeah. in the 50s? Yeah. He's still going though. Yeah. Still working on Dragon strong. Ball. Yeah. Obviously because with Dragon Ball having finally been rebooted again. Well, well, it's a continuation. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he is working on the show and the movies. Just exactly. not, you know, he's doing characters it's, it's, and scenarios. And it's not just like other people that picked it up. He's doing it and he's yep. heavily involved and who knows. He has his own studio. Bird imagine. Studio. Yeah, yeah. No. But it'll play on his name. Is I guess, it? yeah. Does Toriyama mean Bird? I can't remember if it's... <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. Something. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I can look up Bird. I feel like... <laughs> Uh, no, it's pretty. It's 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 pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. We covered him pretty good, actually. Yeah. Well, he. I, I would like to him. I would like when to I'm on the show stuff. Well, that was, we Well, yeah. Let, let's let's, let's get him and Sakaguchi to and Reggie. Yeah. Well, maybe we could get them. Let's the, get to replace Seiji. We'll yes. That, yeah. You're like, hey, bonus barrel. I'm Rob. This is Left, and with me today is Akira Toriyama. <laughs> and he's like, hi, uh, Reggie Fizume. My body is Reggie. <laughs> and here, no, who's Sakaguchi? He also says hi. <laughs> and uh, we just talk about our normal stuff. You know, we're all we're still cursing and and being ourselves. And they're just there, too. And, they're just being letting know. loose. Reggie keeps dropping Nintendo stuff, of And course. then we're all like, oh, Reggie. Oh, Reggie. No one's playing with you, Reggie. And then Sadie's just on the window. I, uh... <laughs> RPGs are pretty good, uh, good genre. Well, especially when it comes to, like, adapting... Kind of like the manga style, it really fits best for an RPG because and uh, fighting games and fighting games. Um, well, yes and no because like manga has like they have, every manga has a crazy story, like just just ridiculous story, almost nonsensical in many cases, exactly, or right. bloated at certain <laughs> points. <laughs> um, 
So that that's why I find them to suit RPGs really, really well. Like, when you look at, like, the JRPGs and a manga, and you're just like, oh, I see how a manga could be a JRPG, yeah. and I see how a JRPG could become a manga. So it's just kind of cool to kind of see them work together with, with Akira Toriyama, who does... The, the mangas and Sakaguchi <laughs> JRPGs. They work together. Yeah, and, and they, they shake their hands, and when they when they release their hands, there's a beautiful Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah. There's a rainbow. They yeah. birthed yeah. together. They fathered Chrono Trigger, <laughs> and then there, there was a threesome, really, because yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Hori was there as yeah. well. Um, on the topic of Akira Toriyama and Dragon Ball games, I'm playing, I think, an overlooked gem of a game currently. I've told you about it, but it's Dragon Ball Z: Attack of the Saiyans for the DS. Uh, made by Monolith Soft, who created Xenoblade and uh, Xeno Saga and other yeah. good RPGs, and it's an RPG. It's an RPG, full on RPG. No, no, uh, like it's not like Legacy of Goku, which is good, but it's an action RPG. This is a turn based RPG, hand painted backgrounds. It looks beautiful. It's an expansion on the Piccolo Saga and Dragon Ball up to the uh, the Saiyan up until when Goku fights Vegeta. Oh wow! And wow. it's uh, it's like twenty chapters long. You have uh, a team of Krillin, Yamcha, Tien, Goku, uh, Piccolo, and I think Gohan. They're your character. You love them up. You have skills, combo really attacks. Cool. It's uh, it looks really good, and it's and it's all the stuff from the manga and show is there, and some other extra stuff too. And it's uh, really good. I think you'd like it a lot. And if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, uh, I'd I'm, check it out. I'm sure I would. And, like, I've tried a few Dragon Ball RPGs, like, for ROMs in the past, but there were all, I think you mentioned before, a lot of them are, like, card-based RPGs. Yeah, this one is straight-up RPG. Bad, I didn't like them. I, I loved... Um, I didn't like them at all. Super like, Saiyan Denetsu. I think that was the one I played. That's the Super Famicom one. Yeah, yeah. I think and it, it's card-based, but I I have... I love it for nostalgic reasons. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I thought at the time it was amazing. I like Dragon Ball Saga. Sagas for nostalgic uh, reasons. You don't like it anymore. Well, like I said, five out of ten. I don't, Come on, I don't, well, it's, it's like four out of ten. No, it's, that's still it's not, not that very bad. good. But like, it's not bad. Look, it's, listen to our it's, recent episode it's and playable. hear our pain. I know, I, I I listen to it, but it's a playable game. It's playable. It's playable, but it's not fun. It could be a lot better. It that's why be, it's five out of ten. It could be good. It, no, five out of ten. Should be a five and ten is like the all right game for like, an no, all right it's okay. game. That's what I mean. It's That's what it is. It's almost okay. good. It's it's okay. This is almost bad. No, it's, it's bad. No, no, no. See, if they just change a few things in sagas, <laughs> it would be a good game. If Goku. Okay, no. Look, when I see that Goku can't reach a ledge that his feet that, are bumping into, and that's, and that's definitely I one of the things I would change. Play that. A little bit of more vertical flying would have been nice. You know, we need an open world Dragon Ball Z game. Dragon Ball MMO. Yes, yes, and you can fly around. And there's no other restrictions. Toriyama, he, he helped. With that. That's right, yeah. man. I would love to play that. Yeah, like, so a real, I. like a good version. Yeah. Well, where it's like wow, like wow, good. Yeah, but with Dragon Ball characters, you is. can fly around. I didn't play. You played it? Uh, I think I mentioned this. I think so already, but I tried and I downloaded a language pack. I think I mentioned it on Sagas actually. Um, oh right, I, I downloaded a language pack for it. And it screwed my computer, so I, I abandoned my efforts, unfortunately. But I'd love to try it. Um, it's it's I think it's only in like a beta right now. What do you think of, of booze as a race? I think they're an amazing race. I think they're adorable. They're Zeno, adorable. Zeno, uh, um, I, I think it's a cool race because if you don't, you know, I think it's weird in in Xenoverse how they have the freezer race. Yeah, it's weird. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, there's other freezers. Is there? Well. 
His he's, family. He's a family, so they don't just will but, it ignore But does him. he have a family of thousands of... Do you think they get together in reunions? Yeah, the Freezy It's like they're about to take over a planet, and all the Freezy Puffs get together. Freezy Puffs. And they're just like, <laughs> hello, and they're just... I took over this place. And they're just hanging out, and they're having a good time. Kiri Torama shows up. High five and all the Freezy. What do the Yagdrats look like? Oh, the... The, the ones that train... Yeah, I wonder what they look like. Do they show them? Yeah. They have, like, purple heads. I don't think they show... They don't show them in the manga. Oh, they don't? No, because I, I reread the manga a few times a year, but I, I, have, I, haven't I haven't watched the anime fully in years. See, when I was a kid... I hate the filler. I had... Um, remember how the VHSs, you could buy the Dragon Ball VHSs? I had a couple. The saga, yeah. Um, I had the Ginyu Saga and the Trunks Saga. Okay. Um, All of them? Yep. I only had one tape, and it was episodes like 42 to 44 when he fights Ginyu and gets uh, his body okay. switched. See, yeah, it was I, uncut, though. I remember being like, Yeah, yeah, same. He saw some blood, and like, whoa! Whoa. Um, gets but, raccoon's butt. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, I was, still am, um, always Trunks my favorite character in Dragon really? Ball. Really? I love Trunks. Uh, Goku all the way. Um, big, big Trunks fan. And Trunks! So I got the Trunks saga, because that's what I wanted. And I so I'd watched those over and over and over and over and over and over again, and that's when he learns the instant transmission. And I just yeah. clearly remember him actually okay, I believe running you. into them. Yeah. I just don't remember, in the manga they're not, they're not shown. Most that I can. I've read the Dragon Ball manga, but not Dragon Ball Z. Oh, they're both yeah. great. Yeah, I imagine. I was mean, there a GT manga? No. Oh, uh, there was actually. I think there was a release of. Uh, Afterwards, they just took stills from the show and then just made a manga version of it. <laughs> that, that seems like the sloppiest idea. <laughs> you color it? There's a manga adaptation of Dragon Ball Super coming, not by Akira Toriyama. And, uh, Why not? Well, I don't think he does a manga anymore. Oh. At least not full on big series. Yeah, I guess so. That's the He's a busy man. I'm, I'm sure he is. Maybe he's working on a game. Ooh. That'd be nice. New Dragon Ball RPG. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or Chrono Trigger 3. There we go. Chrono but that's Bazooka. A, but that's that's just kind of a funny thing, too, is he didn't do Chrono Cross. No, he didn't. And that's why Chrono Cross was a failure. It was a great game. Failure! He could be Chrono Switch. <laughs> Chrono Pulley. Just Chrono X. Chrono Buttons. Cross, or they're going to redo Chrono Cross as Chrono X. Chrono Cross uh, Fire Emblem. <laughs> Alright, we're getting too silly. Let's end the episode. Uh, so this has been a Sagey-less episode. Any problems or complaints? Sagey's fault for not being here. You like the episode better? Sagey's fault for being here regularly. Uh, in the end, it's all Seiji's fault. Seiji Chan. Seiji Chan. Seiji Kun. There you go. Uh, no, we miss Seiji, and hopefully he returns. I mean, I I'm sure he will. He'll return. I think he's going to return. Yeah, we hope so. And, uh, you know, so thanks for listening. Bonusbarrel.com. The place to be if you want to see Lauren and Greg post uh, comments. <laughs> uh, we post all our episodes on YouTube and stuff there, or just go to YouTube, uh, type in Bonus Barrel. We come up first now. We're, we're, we're we top, beat bonus top, barrels from Dunk Kong. Yeah, we were the top barrel. And uh, we need 480 more subs still before we can get our own custom URL. So tell a friend. <laughs> and, or if you haven't subbed yourself, please go do so. Coming soon, bonus barrel recommendation reward. Program. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe I'll draw something for you. <laughs> and uh, what else? Twitter. Sometimes people tweet to us. It's cool. That's awesome. More people should tweet to us. Yes. Hey, Rob. You sound really handsome. <laughs> Thank you, listener. And uh, things like that would be great. And, you know, yeah. Oh, oh, oh I, was, up? I was told um, my enthusiasm is too much. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, so and then they say something about Sagey, too. What did they say about Sagey? I don't, know. I don't I can't listen. remember. There was a comment about Sagey. It was only, yeah, I just listened to words about me. Yeah, you know, he's left a big time celebrity. <laughs> he doesn't give a, he doesn't care about things yeah. that don't involve him. Yeah, so. If my name's not mentioned, then I just don't. Yeah, he doesn't even care. 
I mean, you're probably gone right now. Yeah, I don't even know what. What was that? I don't even know what I'm here for. All right, thank you guys for listening, and uh, this is Rob and Left. Have a good one. Bonus barrel out. <laughs> <laughs>